welcome to the Ken Burns Show. Thank you so much for joining me right here on this edition of the podcast. Really appreciate you tuning in. Before we get started, I'd like to make mention of a few things. Number one, be sure to go to our website. It is up and running. Yes, there's some things that we are um, still working out, but you can go to the bmgnetwork.com. That's the bmgnetwork.com. On there, you'll find um, all the shows that are available, which includes this show, uh, the Ken and Mike Show, the Pac-Man Podcast, and Mic'd Up with Mike Hansen, which is the newest, the latest addition to the network. And on that website, on the bmgnetwork.com, you're also going to be finding a daily column written by Ted Flint, who is the host of the Pac-Man Podcast, which, by the way, Pac-Man stands for Patriotic American Citizen. And if you haven't already checked out the Pac-Man Podcast, be sure that you do. We have a, a lot of great hosts right here on this network, and you're definitely going to want to check them out. They're local, too. If you're in this area, if you're in New York, if you're in Albany County, Greene County, Columbia County, and all the surrounding areas, and across the world, of course, um, but you're going to want to check out these guys. These guys are, and myself included, we're all here local, talking about our faith, our country, and giving our perspectives and hopefully some wisdom in these areas as well. So again, go to the BMG Network, check out all we have available. Uh, there is going to be a bunch more content coming at you, but we did want to get it up and running for you so that you can see what we're all about, what we're aiming for, and how you can come alongside and be a part of it. But anyway, on the show today, on the Ken Burns Show, we are going to be talking about a few things. One of the things I really want to discuss, um, it is politics but not really politics in and of itself. It's what should or how should a Christian or anybody of faith, how should they look at politics? Should they be involved? Now, you might already know the answer or have your own answer or opinion, but let's discuss um, the reality of it. Should we or should we not? Now, before I get started, I will mention, of course, I'll go back to the founding fathers and say that many of them, most of them, put their faith in God. And therefore, they shared that common ground, and they created something that we could all share as common ground, if you will, and that's the Constitution, so that people could be free to choose the way that they worship. So irregardless of, the, of where you stand, why should we be involved in politics at all and what's going on in the world today? Should we even care, or should we just go about our business and not care at all? Well, let me read a few things. Uh, first, I'll read something from someone by the name of Chuck Colson, who you may have heard of before. Now, he says, the popular notion that you can't legislate morality is a myth. Morality is legislated every day from the vantage point of one value system being chosen over another. The question is not whether we will legislate morality, but whose morality gets legislated. And the surrounding context around this quote by Chuck Colson is, should we ignore what the Bible says about certain issues that are affecting us in reality today. Meaning, well, I'll just say it like this. Ignoring what the Bible says about the issues at stake in an election is inexcusable. Ignoring the positions of individual candidates on matters like abortion, same-sex marriage, and religious rights is immoral. Why is this? Because we've been given a great privilege. Listen to what our founding father, John Jay, who is our first chief justice of the Supreme Court, listen to what he declared. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers. And it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. Now, that's not something you're going to hear today, of course. Nobody's going to be looking to somebody because they're, they're a Christian. That's just not happening today. 
We could hope for it. And why would we hope for it? Why does that even matter? Well, because, because when we look at the standard of the, of the Bible, and when we look at the standard of the Constitution, the hope is that things kind of line up. Now, people are going to have different opinions about things, and people can still live their lives. I mean, I'm not for same-sex marriage or any type of transitional approach to your body, but people are free to do that because they're choosing to. Now, on this issue, like I talked about in the last podcast, of life, that child does not have a choice. But we, as individuals in this country, have a decision to make every single time election time comes. And that is who are we going to vote for? And we have to question, why are we voting for these people? And this goes for Christians and non-Christians. I'm not just talking to Christians here. Of course, I'm a Christian. I'm talking about it. But this is for everybody. But as a Christian, we have an, a very, very unique opportunity here in this country to be the salt and the light of the world. Because remember, Jesus encouraged us to be the salt and the light in the world, which means to influence our culture rather than isolate ourselves from our culture. Unfortunately, I think many people do do that. They isolate from the culture instead of going and being an influence. We, we all do this to a certain extent. I'm not pointing fingers. I just think many people, Christians in particular, uh, and I'm not saying anybody in particular, like people that I know, I'm saying at large, I think the thought process is anything beyond evangelism is off limits. And most people think, well, I personally believe in such and such, but I can't impose my morality on others. But remember, every time a legislature enacts legislation, it is always an imposition of morality. Therefore, legislation is built upon morality, and morality is built upon religion. Whether you like that or not, it doesn't just come out of the air, no matter who you are. <laughs> morality just doesn't come out of the air. You don't wake up and just make up your own morality. There is a standard. You might not like it, but it's always going to be there and you can choose to follow it or not. But whatever your values are, you have the duty to vote those values every election. Therefore, for the reasons that I just mentioned as far as why we should vote, etc., I personally did not vote for who's in office right now and don't agree with what they're doing at all. Because it's not just him, it's all those that are elected. Again, I said last time that it is the Obama administration 2.0. The same cast of characters that are running the country once again. For example, I know you've all heard, now I'm getting into politics, but I'll just backtrack for a second. So I do, as you can see, I do think that, and there's many more quotes, by the way, of our founding fathers. You can look them up. I'm not going to go through all of them and take up a whole podcast, but they're amazing. They really, really were passionate about what was created in the beginning of this, this great country that we live in. And they were very very fond of the freedom that was created here, meaning they wanted to ensure that people understood why the government works for the people and not the government ruling the people, because that would be completely out of order, right? Unfortunately, I think that that's what we're feeling the effects of right now. Things are a little out of order. It doesn't mean you don't trust God. That's not what I'm saying at all. But as men and women of this country, we should be aware of what's going on and do whatever we can do about it. Doesn't mean you have to go jumping up and down on the street corner, yelling at everybody, but it means you can get involved. You can speak your mind and not be afraid about it. And we shouldn't stop talking, which brings me to a point too, by the way, I'm going off on tangents, but I wanted to make mention about something. I was going to talk about Biden and the global 
debacle as far as funding abortion globally. It's just disgusting. I mentioned that last time, so I won't go into it here now. But what a disgrace. Like, we really need to do that? Come on. But I wanted to talk about Tulsi Gabbard. And before I do, let me just play this quick clip of Tulsi talking to Tucker Carlson. And she had some profound things to say, one of them being that we need to keep speaking out. And here's what Tulsi Gabbard had to say after Tucker asked her about her concern that we're moving into a police state. Here she is. Well, Tucker, the very first thing that any president does after they've gotten elected, any member of Congress and and every one of us who has served in the military is we take an oath and we swear to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The reason that this is the first thing that we do is because our Constitution is the foundation of this country right. uh, and who we are. It is what guarantees us our civil liberties, uh, our freedoms that are endowed to us not by any man or person in government, but are endowed to us by our Creator. And so this is something that we must all unite around. This is something that we recognize that those who stormed the Capitol on January 6th trying to stop Congress from uh, fulfilling their constitutional responsibilities, they were acting as domestic terrorists, undermining our Constitution. As you pointed out in my video, those like John Brennan, Adam Schiff, and others are also acting as domestic terrorists because they are also undermining our Constitution by trying to take away our civil liberties and rights that are guaranteed to us. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to just quote John Brennan directly so that people can't say I'm, I'm taking this out of context. Directly, yes. John Brennan says, members of the Biden team who have been nominated or appointed are now moving in laser-like fashion to try to uncover as much as they can about what looks very similar to insurgency movements they've seen overseas, where they germinate in different parts of the country and gain strength and bring together an unholy alliance frequently of religious extremists, authoritarians, fascists, bigots, racists, nativists, and even libertarians. This is the extent that they are going to, to try to undermine the rights and freedoms that are guaranteed to every one of us, and it's incredibly dangerous. Tucker then goes on to ask her what we can do, that's you and me, what we can do to keep free speech alive when it's being crushed all around us. Here's what she had to say. First of all, keep speaking. <laughs> I think yeah. this is the most important thing at a time when there is so much fear and threats uh, and, and the kind of fomenting of fear that we're seeing coming from the likes of John Brennan. Take a stand. We must all take a stand and unite yeah. around these principles in our Constitution and continue to speak freely, whether it be in person, on the street corner, or on these virtual public squares, these town squares that exist online. Uh, you know, big tech is culpable in this, in that they are using their monopolistic power to pick and choose whose voices are heard and whose voices are squelched, whether it's based on who they agree with, disagree with, political affiliation, who you voted for, uh, or whatever. I think there are alternative platforms. I've got one on uh, tulsi.locals.com. It's a place where people can come and speak freely and, and have open dialogue and conversation around different issues based on respect and this appreciation for our constitutional rights and freedoms. But I think most importantly, we need to urge President Biden and every member of Congress how critical it is they take a stand and denounce the likes of John Brennan and Adam Schiff's actions 
because if we do not, and if they do not, then this country that we love and cherish will no longer exist. So there you go. I think she nails it on the head. Um, free speech is imperative, and we're seeing it, truly seeing it being crushed all around us. We really are. And now I don't know where Tulsi Gabbard stands on certain issues. I've, I've read some up about her. Uh, obviously, she ran as a Democrat, uh, Democratic candidate for president last time. And then, you know, the Democrats did not like her very much uh, because, you know, when she speaks, she sounds like a conservative at times. I'm not saying on every issue, but she's got a constitutional perspective. And I like that. I don't know where, you know, I don't know if she's going to be running for, it seems that way. It seems that she's going to be uh, running on a ticket, whether that's her own or with somebody else uh, in 2024. We'll see what happens. But that kind of brings me to uh, mentioning uh, the Pac-Man podcast, my buddy Ted Flint, who also talked about uh, Tulsi Gabbard and a possible run in 2024. But he says, uh, possibly not as a Democrat, maybe as a Republican. I don't know. Um, but check out his latest podcast. He talks about that as well. Again, that's the Pac-Man podcast with Ted Flint. But I love that she stands for freedom, and we should too. And listen to what, uh, I'll give you another quote. Uh, John Adams, in his letter to Abigail Adams in 1775, this is what he says. But a constitution of government, once changed from freedom, can never be restored. Liberty, once lost, is lost forever. When the people once surrender their share in the legislature and their right of defending the limitations upon the government and of resisting every encroachment upon them, they can never regain it. You see, what I'm trying to say is if you don't speak up, okay, whether you are hoping that Jesus comes tomorrow or if he's going to be coming in 20 years, we still have a duty right now to speak up because if we don't, as I was saying, then those who don't believe in this freedom will just start taking a little chunk here and a little chunk there, just little by little, weeding it all out, just kind of like what sin is. It's a little temptation here, a little temptation there, a little something that seems, that's ah, not that bad. And then not that bad is becomes whatever. Then we become apathetic to it and we're just going along life in apathy, not really caring about the morals that we once stood up for, but rather going with the current. And going with the current is pretty dangerous in the world because the world's current in and of itself is just that, the world's, and I, I stress the world's current. We should be those, again, salt and light that are standing against that current, possibly changing the trajectory of that current, not in and of ourselves, but by the principles in which we stand upon. And yes, this may seem that I'm talking about just that which is natural on this earth, but think about it. When you stand up for what is right, what is moral, what is biblical, when you speak the truth, whether those around us like it or not, lives are changed. Not all of them, because some people reject the truth. However, it's not just about changing what's happening here on earth but it's standing up for what is happening in regard to that which is not seen. And yes, now I'm talking about spiritual things because when we stand up for what is right here on earth, those around us see that. They see faith. They see passion. They hear truth. And prayerfully, it's in love and therefore 
are drawn to it. That is why I really believe we must never stop speaking out about what is right, what is true, what is holy. That's what this country was founded upon. It's what we have the right to do, and it is our duty to do so. But listen, that's my take. Uh, That's only a bit of it. That's only 15 minutes worth, really. Uh, There's so much more. I kind of condensed a lot of uh, content, but just wanted to get to some main points there, Uh, maybe get you thinking so that you can reach out to me. You can go to thebmgnetwork.com. That's thebmgnetwork.com. You can go to the Ken Burns Show on Facebook. You can go to the BMG Network on Facebook and check out all of the uh, other podcasts there as well. And also you can message us there. Uh, You can message me wherever you can find this show. Um, Of course, please go to thebmgnetwork.com. There's a place there that you can contact us. Um, You can contact me directly at kburns at thebmgnetwork.com. That's kburns at thebmgnetwork.com. But I would love to hear your opinion about this, what you have to say about whether or not we should be involved in politics. Personally, I believe we should. And many of my colleagues believe the same thing. But maybe you don't. And therefore, you can contact me at kburns at thebmgnetwork.com. That's kburns at thebmgnetwork.com. Go to the BMG Network on Facebook or the Ken Burns Show on Facebook. And of course, you can listen to this podcast on any of the podcast platforms that you prefer. And don't forget, check out the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. You can go to thebmgnetwork.com, check it out there. He's also on many of the major platforms of podcasts as well. You can also check out the uh, brand new uh, podcast, Mic'd Up with Mike Hansen. And join us on Tuesday at 6 p.m. for the Ken and Mike show where we go live. And we take your live questions and comments. And we do love your comments, so... Keep them coming. So again, thank you so much for tuning in right here to the Ken Burns Show. As always, I look forward to being back with you again. But till then, let me just say that I do love America. But I certainly love much more the God who takes care of those who are in it. So God bless you guys. And I will catch you on the next episode right here on the Ken Burns Show. The Ken Burns Show was produced, edited, and recorded in BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. Check out more episodes of The Ken Burns Show at buzzsprout.com or find The Ken Burns Show on Facebook. And please join us again as we bring you more dynamic content.